Conservative talk show host. Broadcasting from his undisclosed bunker studios, the dawn of Las Vegas, Steve Sanchez. Steve Sanchez, 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM. Kadon, the talk of Las Vegas. Tuesday edition of the show, hour number two. 702-257-5396 is how you enter the program. 702-257-5396. If you're just joining us in this hour... We've been discussing in the first hour some of the tactics, some of this, you know, Alinsky-style tactics that are becoming more prevalent. 55 days away from the election. So we see that the left, the mainstream media, are championing this narrative that Donald Trump said this against veterans, against the military. He hates the military. He thinks they're losers. And, and, and this was all based on this Atlantic story, which was fake news. Even John Bolton confirmed it was fake news. And John Bolton just doesn't like President Trump. You know the feud there. So why do they continue to do this? I'll tell you why. Again, 55 days away from the election. They already know that they're going to lose the White House. I think they've already come to terms. They can't let you know that. But I think that they have already come to terms that they're going to lose the White House. Now they're just going to try to keep the House and try to at least pick up seats in the Senate. That's my take on it. What I don't understand, though, is the Department of Homeland Security. We talked a little bit about that in the last segment. And this this new persistent and lethal threat to America. And this is shocking to me, especially with everything that's going on right now with Black Lives Matter and Antifa. But the Department of Homeland Security has drafted documents that states that the most persistent and lethal threat to the United States through 2021 is, well, white supremacy. And as I continue to read this study and this assessment, it shocks me because they're basically stating that President Trump uh, is often employing race-baiting tactics in his quest for re-election that are frequently downplayed, uh, that, you know, um, that the United States really needs to look at the direct plots over the next year from white supremacists. So when I read this, I'm shocked and I scratch my head because I'm thinking, okay, if some of this is true, shouldn't we be throwing Black Lives Matter and Antifa in there as well? I mean, to me, and I think to most America right now, and I speak to a lot of black conservatives that call this show, that literally respond and talk to me on my social media, that this is bullcrap. And it, it's, it's, it's just, it's fake news. But the Department of Homeland Security. So, you know, I think Donald Trump has a point when he states, you know, the military loves me, but the top brass at the Pentagon probably don't. Why? Because they want your kids in endless wars. I, I went there in the first hour because I believe that. 
The Department of Homeland Security is almost an offshoot of the Pentagon. Let's be intellectually honest. Okay, we know why that agency was developed and built after 9-11 and George W. Bush duped America to go into Iraq and have this war that lasted for years and years at a tremendous amount of expense, especially to those that died and those that came back disabled. No legs, no no arms. And 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 for what? No weapons of mass destruction, because let's be intellectually honest, they never found any. And Saddam Hussein didn't knock the towers down. And that's a whole other show. But I'm just going to put it out there because you know that's the truth. And I was never a Bush fan. I'm not a fan of Republicans or Democrats. I'm a fan of many Republicans' thought process in terms of ideology that's closer to mine. But I'm not a fan. That's why I'm a registered independent. I'll be very clear about that. But going back to this Department of Homeland Security's draft documents. Friends, do you agree with this? That white supremacy is the greatest and most persistent and lethal threat to America. Because not so many years ago, when Barack Obama was president, he said climate change was the most lethal threat to the United States. So I'm a little confused. When Barack Obama left office about a year before, he said that climate change was the biggest threat to America. Well, Donald Trump's been in office three and a half years. So did climate change go away and all of a sudden white supremacy has now replaced it? That's shocking to me when we see Black Lives Matter and Antifa continue to rip the streets of Portland up, rip the streets of Seattle up, burn down Minneapolis, Atlanta. We see continued killings in Chicago, these protests that are absolute lunacy. This cancel culture that has happened, you know, you got to cancel this. You can't say that. You can't say black. You can't say Aunt Jemima's got to go off the shelves. Uh, Uncle Ben's rice has to go because this is all systemic racism. This is insane. So I have no problem with the Department of Homeland Security stating that white supremacists will remain a persistent and lethal threat. But they're saying the most persistent I think in all fairness, we've got to add the domestic terror group known as Antifa, and we have to throw Black Lives Matter in there. Because if you're going to believe that Black Lives Matter is all about peaceful protesting, friends, that's not the case. They are a Marxist group. They're out there to do damage. Maybe once in a moon ago, when they first came out as this group, there was some sincerity there about black lives. But the Black Lives Matter group doesn't care about black lives. Because if they did, the almost $1 billion they've raised would go towards schools in Chicago. It would go towards jobs and education to black families in Chicago and other parts of the country. It would help fatherless homes. It would literally give a helping hand to the black community, but it has done nothing. And now you have a consistent, elevated problem with verbal assaults on whites and others that are not tied to Black Lives Matter, just like I talked about this Sunday in Pennsylvania where a Black Lives Matter protest group of about 15, 20 go into a patio restaurant. There's an elderly couple eating there. They go to the elderly couple with bullhorns in their face. They're like in their 70s. And they drink out of their glass from their table and then start eating out of their food. That, my friends, are called animals. Only animals do that. Because if you're going to tell me human beings go 
and disrupt people and then go eat out of their plates and drink out of their glasses and you have sympathy, you're nuts. We have got to do a better job of calling out this trash. And anybody that's part of a hate group, I don't care what color you are, I've said it a thousand times, I'll say it a thousand more. If you continue to permeate in this type of crap, you are trash. Black, white, brown, purple with polka dots, I don't give a crap. You're trash. And consequences have to ensue, but consequences aren't ensuing. Instead, instead, you've got Kamala Harris, okay? You've got Kamala Harris, instead of visiting the rape victim of Jacob Blake, she's visiting him in Kenosha and said she's proud of him. Proud of him for facing sexual assault charges? Proud of him for not basically complying with the police? Proud of him? Kamala, what the hell are you talking about? But this, again, my friends, comes from the top. This is what we're going to see. Friends, trust me when I tell you. Trust me when I tell you. When Trump wins re-election, which he will, the chaos and the civil unrest you'll see in these streets is going to be mind-blowing. That's why there has been a higher number of gun sales and ammunition from people that have never owned a gun before. And it's just not whites, it's blacks, it's Hispanics, it's Asian, and it's women. The statistics don't lie. But to have the woman who's running for the vice presidency go and state publicly that Jacob Blake she's proud of him after he's facing rape charges that to me is highly offensive wouldn't you agree wouldn't you agree that's offensive oh no but Steve that's not really happening that's not really happening in this oh it is happening it's absolutely happening just like I talked about the stabbing suspect remember remember I talked about that a couple weeks on August 25th, when this black man went into an auto zone and stabbed a 51-year-old white male in an unprovoked attack in the neck seven times because he felt compelled, remember, to kill a white male. Remember that? And people said, that's not true. Well, guess what? Guess what? He's been in jail now, okay? And his cellmate, okay, his cellmate at Muskie County Jail was beaten to death by him. 39-year-old Eddie Nelson Jr. beaten to death. White man beaten to death. So let's stop calling out black and white. Let's call out the truth. Let's call out the truth. There has to be consequences to people's actions. And I don't care what color you are. Does this make sense? Have we lost our minds as a country? Have we lost our souls as a country? And if you're going to try to tell me that this is Trump's fault, please explain to me, my liberal friends, how this is Donald Trump's fault. I would love to understand how this is Donald Trump's fault. And if you're going to try to say that he brought a systemic racist type ideology out in this country, then you need psychological help. You absolutely need psychological help. Because for three and a half years, you can say ABC, but it doesn't make it accurate. This is an agenda. It's an agenda to keep us divided. That, my friends, you're going to have to understand eventually. Because it's right in front of you. 
this I can't make this stuff up. If Donald Trump, let's say Mike Pence, if Mike Pence went to go visit a white suspect that was accused of rape, and this was the same scenario, the mainstream media would crucify him. So you tell me who's really race baiting. You tell me who's really trying to divide the country. 702-257-5396 is how you weigh in on the conversation. Give me a call, weigh in on the program, quick break. And then when we come back, it's right to the calls we go. Don't go away. Steve Sanchez hanging with you. Tuesday edition of the show. 702-257-5396 is how you weigh in on the conversation. I was on Newsmax TV yesterday on Sean Spicer's show. We were talking a lot about this, this, this false narrative, this, this fake news, this innuendo against the president, his character, because the Democrats already maybe in their minds have conceded a loss in November. Newsmax TV is brilliant for being unapologetically conservative. And I know the election's a cliffhanger. There's no question. Many polls have Joe Biden slightly ahead of Trump, and that's changing a lot. But my question to you is, has a pollster ever asked you your opinion? Probably not. I know they haven't asked me. So right now, I want you to take the Newsmax TV poll. It's pretty simple. You can vote instantly for Trump or Biden just by texting the word South to 39747 and vote. Okay, Newsmax Trump versus Biden poll. It's easy. I've already done it. I want you to do it. Just text the word South to 39747, and this way we can get a good feel of what's really happening for the election. We can't trust that fake news out there. Don't forget to watch Newsmax TV. I do. It's real easy. You can download the app on your smartphone. That's the easy way for me. Or you can just watch it on your favorite uh, favorite cable channel. You know, that's uh, Cox, Charter, Dish, Direct. You just check your cable guide. And, of course, you can catch them uh, for free, uh, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, Amazon Fire, or even just your smart TV. Newsmax TV, real news for real people. Do not forget to vote now in the Trump-Biden poll. Just text SOUTH to 39747. All right, let's go ahead and get back to some of our busy calls on hold. Let's jump over to Bruce. You're next. Welcome to the program. Bruce, are you with me? All right, Bruce has left the building. Let's jump over to J.D. You're next. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Steve. Uh, it's amazing to me, Steve, this Harris character. Uh, if you'll recall, during the Kavanaugh hearings, the Me Too movement, she had him convicted of accusations that were 32 years old, and the people involved couldn't even remember it, the woman involved. And then she was on Colbert after she was nominated for VP, and he asked her about her criticism during the debates of uh, Biden and the charges by Tara Reid against him. Mm-hmm. And she cackled and said three times, that was a debate. That was a debate. I don't understand what she meant by that. I guess the debate wasn't wasn't uh, very serious. 
But what galls me is she goes to the criminal and she talks to the father, who is another uh, racist uh, anti-Semite. The woman involved who was raped and by this criminal and who uh, was really abused uh, by this man and had a warrant out on him, and the police went to get him because they called, she called 911. This woman uh, is being ignored by Harris. She's the victim. If anybody needs compassion and anyone needs a shoulder to lean on, I would think it was the woman that he raped. And Miss Me Too Harris doesn't seem to realize that. And I hope the rest of the country uh, and the press realize that she's, she and Biden are, are glorifying and magnifying this, this family uh, of criminals and ignoring the poor woman who had the assault. Now, J.D., that's a great call, and I'll tell you, I'm getting close to break, but you're absolutely correct. For this woman, Kamala Harris, to be a champion of the Me Too movement, to be a champion of women, that all women should be believed. All women made that very clear. Made that very clear when Dr. Ford was attacking Brett Kavanaugh. But now seems to forget she's gotten selective amnesia. Friends, this should prove to you that the Democrats are about power, They want the Oval Office, they want to continue to keep the House, they want the Senate, and they want socialism. Kamala Harris is the most left-leaning senator in the country, even more to the left, believe it or not, than Bernie Sanders wants to defund the police. It's incredible to me. It's incredible that we take this woman serious, and you should take her serious. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if by some Miracle for Joe Biden, he won the election. He's not going to last six months. That man's going to do 100 days, as I told you before. Then he's going to bow out and say, I'm going to resign because of my health. And Kamala Harris will be the next president of the United States. This is what the left is hoping for. Isn't it funny? Kamala Harris, who couldn't get more than 7% polling when she was running in the Democratic primary, Kamala Harris, who is hated in California, Kamala Harris, who threw the police under the bus constantly in California, Kamala Harris, who has such a piss-poor record of prosecutions as attorney general in California, wants to be the second in charge and possibly the commander-in-chief? This is what we're supposed to believe? This is what we're supposed to be excited about? Well, guess what? Guess what? You know the bump? You know the VP bump that most VPs get? Well, Joe Biden didn't get it. He didn't get it with Kamala. Are you kidding me? You know why? Because people know the truth. And people are waking up. They're waking up. That's why they're desperate. And this is why the accusations, the false narratives, the innuendo continue to happen. Friends, what say you? Phone lines are open. 702-257-5396 is how you weigh in on the conversation. This is Steve Sanchez. We'll be right back.
right, welcome back to the program. Steve Sanchez hanging out with you. Tuesday edition of the show. It's a Tuesday, but it feels like a Monday, right? At least it does for me. You know, I've, I've talked about old school banking before, you know, working with an old school lender. And some people today, now more than ever, you know, you're furloughed or you're back to work. You maybe accumulated a little debt. You need some special money, fast money now due to the fact that, you know, being off kind of puts you behind. And you don't want to go to the bank because you know your credit's not so great. And these national lenders that stand on their head to make you a deal, you just don't trust them because, well, they stand on their head to make you a deal. You know what kind of deal that's going to be. My friend Ed at FWS Lending, he's an old school banker. 32 years working with the community of Las Vegas. He is the real deal. If you have bad credit, my goodness, if you even have no credit, it's not a qualifying factor to get you 1000 up to 5000 in cash now in your pocket. All the qualifier is is a good full-time paying job. That's it. If you got a good full-time job, you can get between 1000 up to 5000 in cash in as little as 72 hours. That is a fact with a capital F. He's got the lowest interest rates in Nevada. He'll work with you personally, flexible and easy payback. He treats you like, well, his client and not an account number. So again, if you need a thousand, two thousand, up to five thousand in cash, Ed is the old school lender that you need to call. He said he'd stand by his phones tonight up until 9 p.m. Pacific to take your calls and get you cash in as little as 72 hours. That number is 702-613-2153. That's 702-613-2153. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past with your credit. Again, I need to ex- I need to express credit is not a qualifying factor. A good full-time job is. 702-613-2153. Give them a call. 702-613-2153. Make sure you tell him you heard it right here so he can give you the VIP treatment that this audience deserves. All right, let's go ahead and get a couple of these calls that are on hold, and I want to move on to, well, what's going on with Hispanics in this country. A lot of polling's coming out that Hispanics are jumping ship from the Democratic Party and moving on to the Trump train. As a Hispanic, I can lend a lot of insight in this, and I'll tell you why this is happening. And the Democrats just don't know how to handle it. They are flipping out because they are losing what they thought was their base. All right, let's go ahead and jump over to Michelle. Michelle, you're up next. Welcome to the program. Hi, Steve. I'm really thankful for that call from J.D., Everything he said was so good. I was just saying thank God for his words of wisdom. Uh, now, real quick, you had a caller by the name of Ron in yes. the first hour. Yeah. And Ron was talking about a reprobate mind, and I was thinking, I was hoping that he would keep talking. But what my understanding of that is when people continue to reject the things of God, and, and, like, what's going on in these riots? And I've, I've invested a lot of time in watching multiple hours of these live streaming as the riots are going on. Mm-hmm. At the very moment, I'm in my house watching it for sometimes one hour, two, three, four hours at a time. So I believe that I can speak about what is going on, the level of violence, the level of rebellion, 
and uh, hatred and the vulgarity, the words that are coming out of these people's mouth, they're, they're, they're just at a level where they continue to reject the good things and the things that are right. So what happens at a certain point is God allows that person to, to have a reprobate mind, which means they can no longer distinguish between right and wrong, good and evil, and so they kind of slide into that mode where they where they don't know the truth. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, and I'll leave it right there. You know, there's no doubt that when we go so far to extremes, and and the violence, the looting, the hate, uh, the killings, the death. I mean, let's just look at Chicago, and I appreciate the call, Michelle. Let, let's look at Chicago. You've got, you know, black-on-black crime every week, and there's shootings, there's killings, and it seems like no one's concerned about those city streets that we've been dealing with for years. No one's concerned about it. So I do believe that when we try to take God out of the equation, and, and, and God is no longer a focal point as he was in this country since its inception. Then we start being our own gods. We start believing that we have our own morality, our own righteous standard, our own ethics. And that can only go for so long because we're flawed people. Every single one of us is flawed. We all make bad decisions that we regret. But when it gets to this point of what we're seeing on TV, the violence and the, 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 the craziness, and then it truly becomes a spiritual issue. It's good versus evil. I, I've said that over and over. Good versus evil, God versus devil. I believe that. And for those that don't believe that, that's fine. You don't have to. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to say it. What else could it be? I mean, you know, Martin Luther King, everybody always likes to reference. Well, Martin Luther King, if you really, truly want to reference Martin Luther King Jr., then you're going to have to reference all of who Martin Luther King Jr. was peaceful, godly. Did he, was he a perfect man? No. Did he have a past? Yes. Did he make bad decisions? Of course. We all have. None of us are perfect. But in order for him to open up a conversation so that this country could progress and we can have a real conversation about civil rights and stop the atrocities that were happening. I mean, against people because they're black. That's nuts to say that you can only drink out of this water fountain because you're black. And I'm white. that's crazy. That is not God. That is devil. Obviously, it has to be. That's not good. That's evil. So now we fast forward all these years later, and I can say the very things towards Black Lives Matter and Antifa. What you're doing is not God. It's devil. It's evil. It's not good. Let's stop with this reverse racism. We can't go back and rewrite history. We just can't. But are we going to continue to keep opening up history books again and saying, oh, we got to take down this statue. we got to burn down this building. Police are killing us. That's not true. FBI statistics say something completely different about police killing more whites than they do blacks. So let's just be honest. If we're going to have an honest conversation, we can no longer keep speaking emotionally without having facts. And this is what I see the mainstream media does because the mainstream media just wants ratings and they love division. It keeps them in business. And then you've got the Democratic Party who long ago left the, the party of the people. Why do you think Hispanics are leaving in groves, yeah, Latinos 
are leaving in groves. The support among the Hispanic, both on national polls and prime swing state polls, are showing that President Trump is not only outperforming his 2016 numbers with Latinos, but is poised to receive the highest share of the demographic since 2004. That's when Bush was going for re-election against John Kerry. Can you believe that? Now, the Democrats are not happy about it. Why? Because the Democrats don't know how to have a conversation with the Hispanic community. Because Hispanics are not liberal. You may think they are because the Democrats have done a good job of making you believe. But Hispanics, and I know I'm a Hispanic. Hispanics believe in fiscal conservatism. They believe in social conservatism. They believe in the family unit, family values. Now, yes, illegals that come here can give two craps less. They'll say, you know, hey, I'll believe anything if you're going to continue to give me a check. Sorry, that's just a fact with the capital F. But I'm talking about Hispanics that love this country, that have assimilated, that became legal, that were born here, that understand. They want nothing to do with the Democratic Party. And believe me, the black community is championing the same thing. But the mainstream media cannot, under any circumstance, allow you to believe that. That's why the polls are skewed. But right now, the truth is the truth. There are a growing number of blacks in the black community that are going towards the Republican Party or the conservative movement because they're tired of being on the Democratic plantation. That's a fact. 702-257-5396 is how you weigh in on the conversation. I mean, my God, let's just look at Joe Biden's policies. For the 47 years, he was in Washington, D.C. I mean, you've heard him on the floor of the Senate champion policies that didn't favor the black community. You know that. You cannot hide from the truth. And if I was Trump and I was advising the president, I'd continue to use Joe Biden's own words against him over and over. Racial jungle, all the disparaging things that he has said that shows that he has favored more segregation than integration. That's just the truth. You cannot deny your own words. Joe Biden is a liar. He is a liar. Everybody talks about, well, Trump's lied. He has told 12,000 lies. Have you heard Joe Biden's lies? I mean, go to my Facebook page. It's real easy. Facebook.com slash the Steve Sanchez show. You will see pinned to the top Joe Biden's lies. Oh, I was at the top of my class and I had, and then he came out. No, Sam Donaldson, at least a good reporter back in the day, came back and said, well, that's not what Joe Biden said. Cokie Roberts, you know, when reporting used to be uh, pretty much impartial, journalists were really journalists at the time and they were reported truth, not a fallacy. Joe Biden has lied and plagiarized himself. For the 47 years he's been in public office, but this guy thinks he's the guy? He's the guy? He's the one that's going to lead the country? Why do you think he's flip-flopping so much? Why do you think now he's walking back his national mask mandate? He's now saying, yeah, it's probably uh, unconstitutional. You know why? Because it is. It is. And people are waking up. Now, Trump might not be perfect. But I'll tell you this, friends, he's the most perfect candidate we have 
if you enjoy your freedom, if you enjoy the Second Amendment, if you enjoy patriotism, the Fourth of July, having religious freedoms, if you basically want a champion for the LGBT, it sure as hell ain't Joe Biden because Donald Trump came into office as the only president in the history of the country to be in favor of gay marriage. It's time to wake up, people, and know the truth. No, he's not perfect. But I'll tell you this, in three and a half years, this country is not the laughing stock around the world anymore. That I can guarantee you. Phone lines are open, 702-257-5396. We'll be right back. Time for talking's over now. I guess it's time to let you go. But I don't. No, I don't mind at all. It's getting so you never know. All right, welcome back to the program. Steve Sanchez with you on a busy Tuesday night, which seems kind of like a Monday. Doesn't it seem like a Monday? This is the thing about these long weekends. You know, Tuesday seems like a Monday, throws everybody off. The Steve Sanchez Show.com website. Make sure that you go visit that. You start following me on my socials. I'm there the other 22 hours of the day. And of course, on Sunday nights, don't forget our syndicated show, The Best of Steve Sanchez, every Sunday night. Make sure you check that out as well. Now, here's the deal, and I'm going to share this with you. Young Law Group, I, I feel it very important to, to, to bring this up. Right now, Young Law Group, who's a sponsor of this segment, is doing something that I think is incredible for a lot of people that are working back to work. They're doing these free on-demand webinars. That means that on, and really based on your convenience of your schedule, you can go download a free webinar on family emergency estate planning and pretty much watch this anytime it's convenient for you. Why is this important? Because if there's anything that we learned during this COVID-19 situation is making sure that our powers of attorney are up to date or at least having some, making sure that we have guardianships for our kids. All this stuff is crucial. If you don't have that, what you need to do is go visit younglawlive.com, go to the on-demand tab, click that, and then you can register for free to get that webinar downloaded to you, and then you can watch it in the convenience of your own home on your own schedule. Now, here's what's great. When you do register for free, you're going to automatically get a voucher sent to you that is going to give you a $1,000 credit towards any legal fees if you, in fact, work with the Young Law Group. That's $1,000, friends. So go to Young Law Live. Dot com. That's younglawlive.com. Go to the on-demand section, register, get those free webinars, start your estate planning. It is crucial. All right, we've got a couple of calls on hold. Let's get over to the left coast. Khalid the Patriot, are you with us? All right, it looks like Khalid has left the building. Let's jump over now to Ron. Ron, welcome to the program. Hey, Steve, great show as always. I'll Thanks, be real sir. quick, get two points in. Listen offline to uh, what you got to say. All right. So um, for the uh, for the solution for America, I think Trump's done a lot of great things in his three years, but there's room for improvement. And sure, uh, sure, of one course. of those things, one of those things he could address is uh, reparations. I know it's like a sad subject when you when you talk about it, but uh, I was thinking like focus repara- uh, reparations for people who complete a high school degree, then a multiplier. If you go to college, 
If you're drug free, there's a multiplier in there. And also, if you if you're married, like the you know the nuclear family where a wife and a husband raise kids, there's a multiplier for the kids in those families. Whereas in families that are all dispersed, uh, it's not. Because I think a lot of problems in the African American community, and it's not just them, by the way. But there's other communities as well. But we're talking mm-hmm. about reparations here. I think that focusing them on good things to make African-American uh, citizens stronger, more educated, would be fair and acceptable. Because, you know, there is a thing called white guilt. And, yeah, I never held a slave, and I'm sure you, you never did, too. But we, we, I think we can erase the, the legacy that... Uh, but, but you know what, Ron? I'm going to tell you this real quick. Something. Let me yeah. share this with you. But the black community today that's alive marching on the streets, they weren't slaves. So what do they get when they weren't slaves? I know, but we're looking at their ancestry and stuff. A lot of people say that they were held back so long ago that and that stayed, that, that holding back, although there's no slaves recently in America. Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to tell you this. Statistically, that's not true. I'm going to tell you why. Because when mom says to get your butt up to school and you decide that you want to sleep in, that's your fault, not the white man's fault. When you basically go shack up and get pregnant, that's not the white man's fault. That's your fault. Everybody has to be responsible for decisions they make with babies, with, you know, uh, not getting married and trying to have a nuclear family. And, you know, and that's why we have so many fatherless homes, not wanting to educate. I mean, the truth of the matter is, Ron, and I get what you're saying. Believe me, I do. There's a point I understand in terms of what you're saying, but I'll tell you, there's been black scholars that have come to this realization that reparations would never help. Should we give white ancestors that fought in the Civil War reparations too? Because their blood was really real that were on the fields of plantations that they were fighting for slavery. No, I don't think so. What I believe is that this country made a mistake, a fundamental one, but people went to war to correct that mistake. That mistake was corrected. Then when we saw what the, well, the the absolute evil, in my opinion, Ron, of, you know, civil rights and not giving people their civil rights, that was an inherent evil. But that was corrected as well. So I understand to a point what you're saying, that, you know, maybe we should give. No, what I believe is we should give the opportunity that everybody gets. That's what, uh, you know, um, you know, the uh, equal opportunity type programs and, uh, you know, the uh, different uh, programs that uh, like affirmative action, these things were put into place for those that suffered at the hand of some of the mistakes of the country. But to continue to keep regurgitating and wanting to drive our car, you know, looking through the rearview mirror, that's not how we progress. If that was true, I don't remember Barack Obama calling for reparations. Did you ever hear Barack Obama call for reparations? Of course not. And he was elected to the presidency prior to that to the United States Senate, prior to that to the state Senate, prior to that teaching at Ivy League schools. And we can go on and on and on about black America. Have you heard Oprah Winfrey uh, until recently when she started jumping on the systemic racism and this white privilege ridiculousness that she spews? She never called for reparations. She's a billionaire. Whites. Blacks, Hispanics made her wealthy. So I don't think that giving money 
to someone that was never a racist. And I don't like this term African-American. You know why? Because most people were not born in Africa. They are black Americans. And I know many black Americans liberal and conservative that concur and say the very things it's like when someone tells me well you're a mexican-american i am i wasn't born in mexico i was born in america i might be hispanic but i'm not a mexican-american i think we've got to get these these branding these this ideology these this titleitis it's got to go man we're americans for god's sakes look i'm out of time this is steve sanchez keep it right here for my good friend ken thompson i'll be back tomorrow until next time god bless And we'll catch you on the other side.